Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Super producer and host Dave Shepard. He's holding it down for us in New York City. We're going to be rolling with you here for the next three hours. It's a four-hour show. We get started 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. Every weeknight, that means Monday through Friday. And tonight's Thursday. It's December. It's football season. There's Thursday night football on, and it's a beatdown. The Raiders are smacking, destroying, eviscerating, uprooting the Chargers. 63-7. The clock cannot tick fast enough. 63-7 is the score. About 12 minutes left here in the game in Las Vegas. It's like every time the the Chargers have the ball, there's a turnover. Or there's a pick six. That was the Raiders' last score as I went to break. And Easton Stick is just having a nightmare of a game. Nightmare of a game. Just had an interception for pick six. They have fumbled the ball. Five times. Four out of those five fumbles, they have lost. The Raiders have 63 points. The score is 63 to 7. I thought the Dolphins just routing the Broncos earlier this season, 70 to 20. I thought that was something. This is crazy. I'm just trying to see if the Raiders get another score. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4CBS. A lot of happy images of Mark Davis, a lot of happy images of uh, Antonio Pierce, the interim head coach. Uh, Justin Herbert looks miserable in his cast. And then you got Raiders on the sidelines that, that they can't even believe some of the scores that they're making. This is nuts. Brandon Staley's going to get the boot. I mean, after losing last season, I know he doesn't like to talk about it, after losing to Jacksonville last season, score was like 27 to, to 7 and blowing that game. Now you blow this. Well, they don't even blow this game. Not even competitive. How does a team have any faith in you? I mean, if I'm a Chargers fan, I'm begging for Belichick. Never in my life did I think uh, you know, I'd say such a thing, but I think the Chargers fans would be begging for anybody right now. Brandon Staley might get fired tomorrow or 
And maybe they let him finish out the year. It's pretty nutty what's going on. 63-7. to The Chargers are a joke. There's nothing else I could say there. Anyways, we continue on with the night. Or at, Let me go back first. In the first hour of the show, we talked about Shohei Otani had his introductory press conference as a member of the Dodgers, put on that Dodger blue, put on that hat, said he wanted to win a World Series. A pretty uneventful press conference. We talked about San Francisco. Buster Posey said maybe one of the reasons we didn't get Otani and that we've had issues with trying to attract free agents is because San Francisco – whether it's reality, perception, or whatever the case might be, people think that we're crime-ridden. And a lot of people are taking the opportunity to take a dump on San Francisco. Uh, I do want to share with you, in a few, well, before the night is up, about some positive news coming to Los Angeles. Uh, but I, I do want to get back to some football, and then I want to talk to you here about some basketball. L- looking at this game makes me feel like I'm, I'm in the twilight zone. 63 to 7 isn't the score that I expect. I expected tonight's game to be bad. We got two teams that are asked who have had terrible seasons, but I didn't think that we'd get a uncompetitive blowout of this magnitude. And so we're we're living in the twilight zone as the Chargers now approach their own end zone just to kind of make the score look like something. The NBA over the past several days, it's it's been in its own twilight zone. And one of the teams at the center of it has obviously been the Golden State Warriors. They're actually playing a game right now. The Warriors are taking on the Clippers. The Warriors currently lead 22-20. to 20. And we know Draymond Green isn't there because he's been suspended indefinitely for clocking one too many people or choking one too many people or kicking one too many people. And Andrew Wiggins has been benched. Klay Thompson has been ass. It's the Chargers score a meaningless touchdown here, 63-13 to 13 before the extra point. And so Golden State is in action, and God knows when Draymond Green is going to be back. But today... We got even more word from some of the Golden State Warriors about Draymond Green and his status. And we even heard from one of the the vice presidents of the NBA in a former Piston. At least he knew how to win. His name is Joe Dumars. The day started off with Joe Dumars on ESPN letting everybody know that us, we, the NBA, we suspended Draymond not to punish him, but so he could get his damn life together. Listen to Joe Dumars. People get caught up into like a number, like what's the number? What? And we didn't want to do that. Uh, what we wanted to do was, first of all, we knew that um, there would be some level of punishment, but we didn't want that to be the focus. We wanted the focus to be on how can we help Draymond as well? And we thought indefinite was the best way to do that. So, so, so people don't get caught up on here. What's the number? Is it too low? Is it too high? Indefinite means get yourself right. We want to see you at your best, and the best way for you to do that is is to get yourself, get yourself mentally and emotionally back to where you need to be. And so that's how we got to indefinite. Oh, that's how they got there. 
well, Joe Dumars isn't the only person who wants Draymond Green to quote-unquote get it together. Steve Kerr spoke before tonight's game against the Clippers, and he wants the same. Steve Kerr basically said, Draymond, he needs to take a look in the mirror and get it together. The hard part with this, again, is it's not a sprained ankle. This is not four to six weeks, and I'll give you an update next week. That's not what this is. This is uh, much bigger than that and much more difficult to assess and, and to, to, to take care of. And uh, so we have to give him the, the space and the time and the support he needs. He continued on. Steve Kerr said, when it comes down to Draymond, I want him to do what's best for him. This is about his life. This is about um, someone who I believe in, someone who I have known for a decade, who I love for his loyalty, uh, his uh, commitment, his passion, uh, his love for his, his teammates, his friends, his family. We're trying to help that guy. Yeah, he continued on. The guy that choked Rudy Gobert, the guy that punched Nurkic. Yeah, Steve Kerr wants the best For Draymond. So we don't know when the dude is going to get back. I assume that he's going to be back uh, maybe at some point early January after the year is turned. And and what can we say? The Golden State Warriors are a you-know-what show right now. Klay Thompson been playing like garbage. Andrew Wiggins has been benched. Steph Curry is almost 36 36 years old, dragging his team on his back. And Draymond is punching people. And oh, yeah, they got a new general manager. Bob Myers is gone. Mike Dunleavy Jr. is in. And every time I see Mike Dunleavy Jr., I'm expecting him to step out onto the court and shoot up or throw up some threes. And that's not the only wild thing going on in the NBA right now. We all know about Ballgate. Last night, Giannis Antetokounmpo losing his mind, scoring a franchise record 64 points. For the Bucs, they beat the Pacers 140-126. to Giannis felt that the Pacers took the game ball, tried to give it to their young rookie who scored his first point. Yes, point, one point at the free throw line. And Giannis lost his you-know-what. Uh, pretty hilarious last night. Giannis making it very clear. Yeah, I got a game ball. I don't know if they gave me the real one. Listen to this. I have the ball, but I don't know if it's a game ball. It doesn't feel like the game ball to me. It's it feels like a brand new ball. Like I can I can tell, you know, from um, I played what thirty five minutes a day. You know, I know how the the game ball felt. You know, the uh, the ball that I have, which I'll take and I'll give it to my mom for sure. But uh, I don't know if it's actually the game balls. But it's 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 okay. You know, um, I should continue. I don't actually I don't even have the game ball from um, which hurts me. I have the gimbal from Game 6 in the NBA Finals. I don't have the gimbal from that either. Um, but uh, I just, it's just so uh, fortunate. I've never, seen, I've never seen this before. I feel like you can. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't even, I'm not even going to comment on that. It's, I don't know if I have the gimbal, to be honest with you. Uh, and that's what you, you thought they had the gimbal. That's why you ran after them in the time. I knew they had the gimbal. I don't I didn't think I have the hand game ball. I know they had the ball. First of all, you cannot. Uh, I don't know how it works, but um, I assume like I cannot just walk in in any arena that I play and just take the ball. Like Dame was fifth of all time. You know, um, I scored sixty. At the end of the day, like I, the ball that uh, they gave us, I offered it to Dame. Like. 
I scored 60. He scored multiple times 60. He scored 70, and he, you know, uh, he should have the ball. And he's referring to Damian Lillard jumping up on an all-time three-point list. And it's just like he, he went ape, you know what, trying to get the ball, and the players are pushing and shoving in the back, and the Pacers say that their general manager, assistant GM, got popped in the ribs. It's just, it's just nuts for ball. So we got Ballgate. Is Giannis going to get punished? I don't know. I don't think so. But there was certainly a lot of uh, unnecessary aggression uh, for what is obviously very uh, sentimental here uh, to Giannis Antetokounmpo. I just like the fact that we're going to see a, a beef here between the Pacers and the Bucks into the future. And, and why not? We need a little bit of it. They're going to play each other twice at the beginning of the year, right after New Year's, and sign me up for it as the Raiders still lead 63-14. to 14. Chargers look like they had a touchdown on a return, and it's now being called back due to holding. They're going to wipe this uh, seven off the board, 63-7. to seven. The Raiders are still going to lead here in this game. About six minutes left. Absolutely nutty. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. The Chargers can't even catch a break by mistake. Tony is calling from San Diego. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Tony? Nothing much, JR. Uh, First-time caller here. Thank you. What's up? What's on your mind? Um, I'm so glad I'm not a Charger fan anymore. They are so ass. My dog could do a better job coaching this team, man. And uh, Ali could have him. I'll take your comments off offline. All right. Thank you, uh, Tony, for, for calling from San Diego. I mean, yeah, if you're a Chargers fan, what what are you, you, you nobody can expect this. Like you, you don't look for, expect this, but I mean what do you do? Have you quit on this team already? How about let's ask Mike. Mike is also calling from San Diego. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Mike? Uh, not much. How you doing, JR? I'm um, excellent. I'm thinking about it. I'm like looking at this game, and I'm like, how did they let this happen? Like, I, I agree with uh, – what's his name? Uh, former cornerback for the uh, Seattle Seahawks. He said that, uh, you know, they need to fire this guy. It, like during halftime. Maybe they should have done that because they were down 42 to nothing and looked lifeless. They couldn't do anything. And like you said, they couldn't catch a, a break by mistake. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think I see a team this lifeless ever. So, I don't know. Okay. But I'm, I'm not, I ain't a Chargers fan. I've never been. I'm an Eagles fan, and I'm glad I'm not. You're an e- are you from Phil- You're an Eagles fan in San Diego, or are you from Philadelphia? Yes, I am. Okay, All right. that, that makes sense. And so let me ask you this. Everybody that you know in San Diego, are they uh, – I know the team's in Los Angeles now, but are most people just miserable? Have people checked out a long time ago, early this season, or has it kind of just happened over the past week or so? Uh, no, they uh, they checked out a long time ago. In fact, uh, a lot of people checked out when we, we kind of figured that they were going to go to L.A., and uh, I think they lost to the – Un- previously undefeated, I mean, previously winless Browns for that one uh-huh. season. 
I think that was when everybody checked out. Um, but uh, it's more Niners fans here now, and you know, been a few, you know a few you know East Coast teams, mostly Raiders. Everybody else has moved in that you know has like a tie or had a tie to California, like the Raiders. Okay. Uh, Right. Yeah, not a lot of uh, charges right now. No, no more sport. They don't even want them back, probably. I hear you. Well, thank you, Mike, for calling from, from San Diego. 855-212-4CBS. So the score is standing right now, 63-14. to 14. Uh, About a little less than uh, seven minutes left here in the game. Chargers are trying to put some more points up on the board. Uh, pretty meaningless at this point. 855-212-4CBS. Lucas. Well, like us, calling from Maryland. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Lucas? Okay, how you doing? I have uh, – thanks for taking my call. I have two questions for you. Uh, the first one is about Draymond Green. Why is Adam Sandler – I mean, Adam Sandler, Adam Silver always the adult in the room? He always – I mean, I think the way he's handling this Draymond Green situation is perfect. I think uh, everything he tries, he has a real grasp on, on the NBA. I don't know why uh, Goodell can't do half as well as he does. Uh, well, I think the NFL, I think the NFL, I'm going to answer this, Lucas. Thank you for calling from Maryland. I, I think the NFL is, is completely different. The NFL has always taken the approach of, hey, the, the, the players here are strictly labor. The players are replaceable. You work for us. Be happy with what you got. Uh, there are no guaranteed deals. And in the case of Adam Silver, I think the NBA, as an overall, whether you agree or disagree, it's it's been more collaborative between the league and the Players Association. And I think as a result, I think it's a little bit easier, especially for a smaller league where it's more star-driven. The NFL has always taken the approach of, we're going to throw whoever out there, and yeah, we're going to have some stars. You can have a Patrick Mahomes or a Tom Brady or whoever it might be, but we are the boss. The NFL is the star. We are it. When it comes to the NBA, the NBA has its stars drive the league. And it's more of a collaborative effort. And so I think it makes it easier for Adam Silver to kind of work in those confines. And finances are different. There's there's a lot of differences between the NBA and the NFL. Eric is calling from Texas. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, Eric. Hey, Jared. Nice show as always. Thanks, hey, man. Uh, What's up? I was going to talk to you about uh, you said that maybe the Chargers should take Belichick. I'm probably that was probably tongue in cheek a little bit, but uh, it made me think about this. Belichick and Tomlin, like the old school coaches, they just they don't seem to like they can relate with the players. And that's why things have like turned upside down on them, even. Matthew Stafford uh, on that. You remember when the Rams were on that HBO series and he said he oh, – no, no, his wife turned him in and said uh, he can't relate with the players. I think that's a major problem. What do you think about that? No, I, 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 I would not put Bill Belichick in the same category as Mike Tomlin. Uh, it is absolutely, completely the opposite with Mike Tomlin for what you just said. The players absolutely love playing for Mike Tomlin. There's not an element of of being old school and not working. It's a matter of having the talent out on the football field. Uh, I can certainly call up uh, Devin or Jason McCourty right now, and and they, 
those are two guys who have been winners. Of course, Devin more so than his twin brother, uh, Jason. They, they raved about Bill Belichick and who he was behind the scenes. And all you literally have to do is show up and do what you're asked. Is he cutthroat about things? Yeah, he is. I mean, he's a football coach. But then you'll, on the other hand, you'll have guys who said they hated playing for Bill Belichick. I don't think you'll hear anybody talk about how they hate playing for Mike Tomlin. It's the complete opposite. I mean, we, we can go down the, the, the list of people who have appreciated him. I know that uh, uh, you, Ryan Clark has always been effusive about Mike Tomlin caring about his, his players as human beings before he cares about them as athletes. I know Ben Roethlisberger has been critical of him as a coach. I haven't heard Ben Roethlisberger say anything about Mike Tomlin uh, negative as, as, as a coach, at least from a, a personal perspective. So I wouldn't put them in the same category. This is what it boils down to. Talent. That's it. And if I specifically have to talk about the Chargers, yeah, it's a little tongue-in-cheek in saying, hey, Bill Belichick should go out there. But you know one thing? I, I, I don't recall Bill Belichick as an overall having an issue with clock management. I've seen him use it to his advantage. I don't think we've ever heard anything about Bill Belichick not being prepared or leaving points on the board. If you want to, you know, chastise or criticize Bill Belichick for draft selection, coaching selection, go for it. Well, when it comes to actually making decisions on the field, I'm I'm not looking at Bill Belichick and going, Oh, man, this guy sucks. And what has the Chargers issue been? Game management. Clock management. Penalties. Trying to get the most out of your damn team. People look at the Chargers roster. People have looked at the Chargers roster for years, and they're just like, well, when Derwin James is actually healthy, why don't they win? You got Justin Herbert. Why can't you win? You got a 27 and nothing, 27 to 7 lead in a playoff game. Why can't you win? There comes a point in time where the head coach makes so many excuses that you just have to go. The rope is is done. There's, there's no more rope. And in the case of Brandon Staley, there ain't no more rope. It's curtains. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. The Chargers trying to put up some, uh, what I would say is a pity score here at the end of the game. About three minutes left. They're trying to punch the ball into their end zone. 63-14. to 14, The Raiders lead the Chargers. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. I'm going to get some more of your calls on the other side of the break. Man. 63 to 14. We'll talk about it more on the other side. Don't move. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Yes, sir. I'm a good farmer. 
Okay. I don't know if you know this or not, but goat farmers have the most powerful curse in all of sports. You can ask the Chicago Cubs about that one. Oh, my God. The, the Billy Goat? Yeah, the Billy Goat. That's a real thing, man. That Billy Goat was a season ticket holder. He didn't deserve none of that smoke, and they ended up giving it to him. You see how the Chicago Cubs found out. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. The Raiders have had eight different players score a touchdown in tonight's game. The bleeding will stop soon. It's less than 40 seconds left in the game. The Raiders are kicking the ball away for a punt. We got a lot of fans who have already emptied out of Allegiant Stadium. 63-21. to 21. Chargers have the ball. If they want to do everybody a favor, what they'll do is just take a knee and leave. Brandon Staley, he might want to stay. He should probably, uh, you know, exit Allegiant, kind of take a short walk or take an Uber over onto the strip and just gamble. That's it. He's making enough money as the head coach of an NFL team. He should count down and enjoy his days here. As the Chargers aren't conceding, they're going to try to put some points up on the board here. 30 seconds left in the game. It'd be very appropriate if they fumbled the ball and just lost, and that's it. Game is over. 63-21, to the Raiders destroy the Chargers. Antonio Pierce and Brandon Staley have a quick embrace. Aiden O'Connell is walking around on the field. He had himself a game. Four touchdowns tonight for Aiden O'Connell. Four. Count them four. Jacoby Myers even throwing a touchdown himself. Easton Stick. What a waste of time this is. Three touchdowns really doesn't matter. He also had quite a few turnovers. He lost two fumbles, had a pick six. This was just overall embarrassing as they fumbled the ball four times. At halftime, the Raiders had a lead here. This is this is unbelievable, even looking at these numbers. I have to double up. It was 42 to nothing at halftime. All these damn touchdowns at the end of the game were uh, just a waste of time for the Chargers. And uh, for Brandon Staley, it's a countdown to, to when he's cooked, when he's done. I mean, between Brandon Staley and Easton Stick, collectively, it looked like they were about ready to cry on the sidelines. And I'm, I'm not exaggerating. I mean, at one point after the pick six late in the game, Easton Stick couldn't do anything but kind of just smirk and go, man, I, I can't believe this. This is that damn bad. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. I mean, the reality is we were one touchdown away from basically getting the same ass whooping that we got earlier this season when the Dolphins beat up on the Broncos 70-20. to Tonight's game, Las Vegas 63, the Chargers 21. Embarrassing. 855-212-4CBS. Gary is here from New Hampshire. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, Gary? Yeah, Jay, I'll make it fast. I listen to you guys a lot. You you guys are just very good. I mean, I got, I've got listened to Sports Talk for years. The guys in Boston stink. You're great. Let me get right to the point. When you did your survey there of uh, the unsung 
uh, underdog heroes, Kurt Warner and David Eckstein. Was that last night or Tuesday? No, so th- we do the top six list every Wednesday night, and it wasn't so much about unsung heroes. It was about Cinderella stories, you know, athletes, oh, okay. who, came, athletes who came out of nowhere and, and, and achieved the ultimate success. Excellent. I have one for you. You may not agree. You might have to give me a spanking again because I accept it because I've been wrong before, but here it goes. Ken Stabler. You want to put him in the, the, the Cinderella category? Yeah. Do you know why? Oh, go, Tell me. Is it about his time in college? Go ahead. No. Something more important than that. He spent the first five years on the bench. That, that moves him into Cinderella category? Absolutely. The guy's a, a Hall of Famer, and he had a brief 10-year career, and the first five years was on the bench. Uh, to, it, it, it was, it's, it's been very debatable whether or not he even needed to go or deserved to go into the Hall of Fame. Ugh. It, it, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'll put it to you this way. I think there's a real Cinderella story when you want to take a look at Kurt Warner, which is why I had him number one on the list, versus Ken Stabler. I, I think there's a little bit of a difference there. I agree, and thank you for your time. No, thank you. Appreciate you, Gary, for calling from New Hampshire. He took the time to crap on his own radio station up in New England. I'm not going to do that. I'll let him do it. And I like the people up at WEEI. I got no beef with them. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Somehow, way, I guess the Raiders, they had a beef with the Chargers. They absolutely spanked them tonight. As we continue on with the show, I cannot wait to hear from Brandon Staley. That's if they give him an opportunity to speak if they haven't fired him by now. I can't wait to hear from Antonio Pierce. This was a beatdown of epic proportions. Max Crosby getting ready to talk to the people over at Amazon. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. First time caller. Had to pull over to the side of the road just to make sure I didn't miss my opportunity. Want you to know that I appreciate your candor. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We saw a beatdown of epic proportions tonight the Raiders beat the Chargers 63 to 21 this was a franchise record 63 points for the Raiders back in 2010 they beat the Denver Broncos 59 to 14 they best that by four points and if you want to go even deeper into the numbers the Raiders ran 63 offensive plays tonight that is basically yes an average of a point a play Every time they got the ball, it seemed like they put the ball in the end zone, whether it was a pick six. The Chargers fumbled the ball five times. They lost it four times. We saw a pick six by Easton Stick, 
We saw a big man touchdown. We saw a little man touchdown. We got it all. And this is real crazy for a team that just a few days ago, uh, the Raiders, they lost to Minnesota. The final score, much different. Three to nothing. (laughs) What a way to flip the script. They lose three to nothing against Minnesota. Another team trying to figure out its quarterback situation. We go into Thursday night football. Aiden O'Connell representing the Raiders versus Easton Stick here of the Chargers because there is no Justin Herbert with his broken hand, broken finger in his hand. And then we get this disaster. 63 to 21. You, you can't you can't make this stuff up. You really can't. You know, I, I, there's so many amazing plays. I want you to hear this one. I think this was the most exciting, if you ask me. It's when the fat guy runs with the ball. It's when a defensive lineman gets the ball via interception or fumble recovery and runs his big ass down the field. That's always fun to watch. This is Jack Jones picking up the ball, taking it the other way, making the score. 63 to 7 Raiders. Listen to this. And an interception on the first pass. Amazing. It's Jack Jones. Amazing. It's a pick six. Amazing. Lake and that Amazing. breaks the record. Amazing. The highest point total in Raiders franchise history is Jack Jones on an interception for a touchdown. There were so many damn scores. That was a little man touchdown. My bad. Let's hear the big man touchdown. John Jenkins picking a ball up and then running 44 yards with his big ass. 13 seconds in the quarter. Stick gets the snap. He's going to throw. Eyeing down the middle. Now pressure off the edge. And drilled from behind. Ball is out. out. Comes with the sack. And big man running. John Jenkins is going to score. Jenkins picked it up. him it's a lineman's dream and the Raiders have 55 at the end of the third (laughs) this was this was so bad that at halftime of this uh this Amazon broadcast of Thursday Night Football Richard Sherman was pretty much saying that they needed to fire him at halftime I mean that's and that's, that makes for nice, uh, you know, television or streaming, whatever the hell you would consider Amazon. But we know that wasn't going to happen. The Chargers would be even more of a joke. And as they head into halftime, as they went into halftime down 42 to nothing, Brandon Staley had to give one of those uh, halftime interviews. Pretty miserable. He was asked, how do you describe the performance of your team in the first half? And he says, this wasn't good enough. That wasn't us out there. You know, did not come ready to play. You know, second half, we got to fight for pride. But uh, this is a good group, and we got to regroup at halftime, come out, and try to play a better second half. Ah, Thank you, Coach. We did not come ready to play? Brandon Staley, he, he might as well have come out at halftime and put on a shirt that said, Fire me. That, that, that's what you're saying. We didn't come ready to play. Why don't you wear the shirt that says fire me? 
Last week, Zion Williamson gets embarrassed against the Los Angeles Lakers. He has 13 points and a million turnovers. As Max Crosby smokes a cigar on the on the post-game set. They talked about how great in shape he is. He's smoking a cigar up on the stage. Zion Williamson sat on the stage last week after an L, a poor for poor performance, and he said, I got to come out ready to play. And he got destroyed for it. And then he got destroyed for being fat. And then we got the head coach of the Chargers sitting around at halftime telling everybody, "Uh, yeah, we didn't come out ready to play. Man, they're going to fire this guy tomorrow. James is calling from L.A. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, James. What's up, JR, man? Hey, you know I'm in my glory right now. But I'm going to say, you know, I'm a realistic Raider fan. This is a classic example of the team giving up on their coach when it comes to the Chargers. You know, I would like to say the Raiders, uh, you know, look good and great in glory days, but this was just target practice. It was a turkey shoot. So, like you said, within the next 24 hours, I think the Chargers are going to make a move. Whether it be Belichick or not, I don't know. I thought they might bring uh, their – uh, Kellen Moore, up up to be the head coach, but I, I'm I'm glory I'm in, in my Raider my Raider time right now. Uh, it, we're not gonna make the playoffs or anything like that, but I, I think it's a good uh, point to make Antonio Pierce the the head coach. They made a mistake once when they let go of uh, I forgot his name, but they Versace. brought in McDaniel, Rich and Versace. I, yeah, Rich Versace. They made a mistake by not hiring him. I don't think, I hope they don't make the same mistake with Pierce. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, James, for calling from L.A. We're going to find out soon enough, right? And, and it is true. I, one thing that I don't think you'll, you'll hear from anybody is that the Raiders are now going to turn their season around. They're going to go on some type of magical run. Ain't nobody thinking about that. With tonight's victory, the Raiders, they improve their record to 6-8. and eight. The Chargers, they fall to 5-9. and nine. And anyone who sits around and tells you that the Raiders are, you know, now going to go on some type of run, ignore them. Don't even waste your time listening. Don't even waste your time offering up a retort. The Raiders ain't going nowhere. Now the question is, yeah, is, is Antonio Pierce, is he going to be able to, you know, get and keep the job moving forward? You know, Mark Davis is someone who feels like I feel he kind of moves with the wind. Whatever way or whatever direction the wind blows, Mark Davis tends to kind of go there with it. Is Antonio Pierce going to get the job? It wouldn't shock me if he did. It wouldn't shock me if he said, hey, I'm, I'm moving on. This is just the Raiders. There's not a damn thing predictable about anything that they ever do. And, yeah, for the Chargers – yeah, this is really going to suck for Brandon Staley. It's before Christmas. It's before the holidays. I think we're, what are we, a week out? Not even. What do I know? You're about 10 days away from Christmas, a week and a half, if that. He's probably going to get fired tomorrow. Shep, you think he's he's done, right? Tomorrow or are they going to wait? Man, make this happen. Uh, Brandon, uh, Brandon Staley just spoke, I believe, if you want to hear from him. He just spoke. Yeah, let's hear from him. What do you say? We just didn't have a good game tonight. We didn't have it. 
uh, from the beginning to the end. Uh, just one of those games where nothing went right for us. And, um, you know, we got a good group of guys, but it was just one of those games where all three phases, you know, the worst thing happened to us tonight. Uh, yeah, we, we, we watched. And if you need to be reminded, Brandon Staley was brought over for his defensive prowess. He was the Rams' defensive coordinator in 2020. Uh, yeah, it'd be nice if he were able to bring Aaron Donald from the other L.A. team to play for his. This man coached the linebackers with the Broncos and the Bears. He's, he's out of his league. It's just the facts. I mean, before 2017, he was a coordinator in college. He's the Rams' defensive coordinator. He gets the job because he was on the staff of Sean McVay. He, he, he ain't cut out. How the hell are the players supposed to answer to a guy who just says, oh, yeah, yeah, we ain't, we ain't short. We weren't prepared. Yeah. This isn't the only time they haven't been prepared. I know Brandon Staley doesn't like to talk about what took place, uh, you know, about a calendar year ago against the Jaguars, blowing that 27 to nothing lead. But how much confidence can the players have in him? How much confidence can the fan base have in him? And I know the Spanos family is off the wall. You think they have confidence in him? He might get fired tomorrow. At least then he can make more holiday plans. He could take a vacation. He can disappear. Fire the guy tomorrow so he can get a break. I think that's what most people want this time of year anyway. Save him some time. Congratulations to the Raiders. Yeah, they've been asked this year too. But at least they put a beat down on somebody. 63-21. to 21, The Raiders beat the Chargers in Las Vegas. And they should enjoy this as much as they can. Because coming up, it's those Kansas City Chiefs on Christmas. The last time I checked, the Kansas City Chiefs, well, they kind of own the Raiders. So I guess this will be sandwiched in a victory, losing 3 to nothing on Sunday against Minnesota, beating the Chargers tonight 63-21. to And if you were to ask me, yeah, I know the Chiefs ain't been looking all that hot. I'd, I'd expect them to take care of the Raiders. It's the JR Sport Re Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We come back from break on the other side. It's going to be a touchdown extravaganza. We're going to listen to the highlights here on CBS Sports Radio. Don't move. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.